By speaking with local creators, artists, and business professionals, PaperCut aims to cut deep and demystify the Winnipeg creative industry with hometown heroes and hidden gems. Brought to you by the West End Cultural Center, the best place for over 30 years to see live music in Winnipeg. Welcome to Papercut Podcast. My name is Jared Gochek. I'm Olivia Michaelchuk. We're here with Chelsea Sumter. Tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Hi, my name is Chelsea Sumter. Currently, I run a small business called On the Lurkout, which is basically reselling vintage clothing, shoes, hats, accessories, that kind of thing. Um, but as of recently, I've also started making my own clothing, which I am going to start branching out into doing more of. Um, and we're still working with a title. There's not a set title yet, so yeah, on the lurkout for now, but there's more coming on the other end of things. So you're going to be changing the name or... Yeah, so I did one of those, you guys know those poll things you can do on Instagram or whatever. Yeah. I did. Hey, do you guys think that I should change my name for this handmade stuff that I'm making now? And it was 70% said yes, change it. 30% said no, keep it. So, wow. yeah. The people spoke. They spoke. And you know what? I agreed with them. So it it's... But yeah, it's just... wouldn't ask unless he wanted it, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's just funny because before I started on the lurkout, what kept me... Well, I guess one of the things that kept me from starting for so long was a name. Like, deciding on what a name was, besides the fear of, like, oh, my God, starting my own business. Like, are people going to like it? But, like, the name is what held me back, I think, for so long. Or what I use as an excuse, I think. <laughs> but so now I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, oh, God, I got to think of a name again. So, but you're currently making clothes for other people. Yes. And yeah. do you put tags in them? So I've been putting on the lurkout tags, but I'm going to be putting the next brand name on them coming up, mm-hmm. um, which so I have a few like, working titles. Mm. They'll have I... like sort of like a, a very short run of like on Lurkout Handmade that'll be like one day. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. There's only three exclusive. of them in it'll the whole world. It'll be weird, yeah, to yeah. see them at like the thrift store or something. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, that was from 1992. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, it's going to be reselling Before on I was eBay. Born. Like once you blow up, it's going to be like, oh, oh this is like crossed. the OG. <laughs> yeah, no, I was talking about like in a museum. There's only three of these on in, the lurkout originals ever made. Yeah. yeah. These people have them in their hands now, so that's exciting. Yeah. So where did On The Lurkout come from? Well, the name you mean? Yeah. Okay, well the name, I just kind of figured with thrift store shopping, I would spend hours there, I would put a podcast in my ear, like just sift through everything, and I felt like, okay, I'm going On The Lurkout for people. (laughs) I'm lurking (laughs) through these racks to find you guys some good shit. (laughs) Nice. What was the first article of clothing you made? Oh, the first one. I, well, I went to fashion design school. Um, oh, cool. I graduated two years ago. And so I guess the first thing I made there was a, a jacket. And I think you have it, <gasps> yeah. actually, Olivia. That's my jacket. Yeah. I think I might have, every time I wear it, I get compliments. And I was like, oh, my friend Chelsea so nice. made it. And they're like, well, get her to me one, too. <laughs> I remember messaging you, like, I have all these jacket orders. You're like, ah, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Those have pockets, and I don't want to do that. 
Yeah, there's certain things that are hard to sew that I steer away from. That's the first thing ever. That's what would I go think in the museum. So. That's what would go yeah. in the museum. Yeah. I'm not taking it off. I'd go in the museum wearing the jacket like an old lady. And it's purple. And I'd show the tag like it. <laughs> and it's purple. And it's purple, your favorite color, yeah, Olivia. Yeah. just talking about favorite colors. <laughs> yeah. Tie it all back in. Speaking of Jared's favorite color, what, it, what was it again? It used to be brown. <laughs> it used to be brown because I've got hazel eyes. You put a brown shirt on me and a nice pair of blue jeans. Like, Looking it looked fresh. good. It looked okay. <laughs> Looking good. Yeah. It looked fine. I grew out of it. I, I, I adapted to um, different colors, and now it's blue. But you have two favorite colors. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Why are you calling I'm me back to you. <laughs> I like purple as well. Because purple just looks like on me. What do you like, So, Jared, are you jealous of my outfit right now since it's all brown? <laughs> I, you, like, you, you match yeah, my, just standing the, the studio, wall. the living room, <laughs> yeah. so well right now. It's He's blended. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite color, I like, you know what? I'm green and blue, too. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Yeah. Why? Uh, do you make green and blue clothes? No. Why? No. Why? Um, maybe green clothes I would make, like a dark green, maybe. I like more, like, earth tones for clothing, I think. Which I guess blue is technically an earth tone, since our earth is made out of mostly the ocean, (laughs) so. So, yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) You know what's a good earth tone? Brown. 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 (laughs) I thought you were going to go, like, like an earth tone. I don't know why I thought you were like trying to make a dad joke. Some and sort I was of like, whale sound. Here, here you go. <laughs> you made the dad joke. Yeah, yeah, but I thought you were going to. That's why I was looking at you like I was disappointed. So. It's pretty disappointed in me a lot. Oh, That's okay. It's good. <laughs> so where do you get your inspirations from for clothing design? For making it? Um, I feel... Like, I tend to go for vintage-inspired, like, silhouettes, I would say. So, I like to look at, if I'm at the thrift store, I'll go look at all the National Geographic magazines, and I'll see if there's, like, from the 60s, 70s, any magazines from, like, those eras, and I'll look through them. But you don't buy them. But I don't buy them, no, of course (laughs) not. (laughs) I'll just, yeah, it's like when I go to chapters, I'll read all of their magazines, and then I'll leave (laughs) without taking any home. Um, I also really feel like I'm inspired by European, like, street style, too, which is very vague, but (laughs) that as well. Um, but yeah, 60s and 70s era, I really like. And very, like, California, kind of chill vibe as well. (laughs) Why do you think that you lean towards more of those designs? You know what? I don't really know. I never really thought about it. It looks good to my eyes, I think. Oh, just like an attractive uh, Yeah, and maybe um, like the lifestyle behind it, maybe. Like the 70s California lifestyle is very beachy, chill. And I think you. I would like to be, yeah, the beach chillin'. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> um, so right now, <clears throat> are you doing clothing by commission? The last little bit I have been, I took a few orders, but I'm trying to stray away from that because I want to get things out more to more people. Okay. So coming up June 7th, I believe it is, is 
the Lucky Girl Alleyway Markets. I don't know if you guys, you've been to it before, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so I'm going to launch my handmade line there. So I think this new brand is going to kind of absolve on the lurk out a bit and people can come there, try things on, take things home. Are you so I'm excited? Um, you know what? I haven't really thought about it too much yet. I think I'm, I'm excited and a little bit nervous too, I would say. Like you always hope with things that you make that you, people like it and, but I also have learned with this kind of thing not to attach so much of yourself to things you make or your self-worth maybe I should say because if people aren't a huge fan it's best not to take it personally I think so is it hard to separate that though because it's your brand it's your yeah yeah and you of course want to put yourself into it because yeah you're creating I think every creator wants to put their personality and their passion into it Um, but that has been definitely challenging especially in the fashion industry it's very much like January February March are very slow months I would say sales wise because it's people just bought all their Christmas gifts people aren't really buying for the next season yet so those months is when I really try to back away from it a little bit and just kind of think more future forward okay what can I work on now so that when it does get busier I can move forward with it but keep busy when it's not so busy so this winter I ran away to Vancouver Island and I just hung it out there for a bit and got some inspiration (laughs) so will you be designing in like summer and winter or is that like thing something on your radar is like seasons definitely seasons for sure um I feel like I'm a type of person that I get very bored with my own clothing very quickly like I like to switch things up so now I'm finding as I'm designing it I'm I'll be making a pattern or sewing something I'm like I'll have an idea like oh I want to make this and so I'll ditch what I'm doing and I'll go make something else so it's like I have all these patterns for like three different dresses and five different tops and you know sometimes it works out well but other times it's like I just wasted three hours on this garbage but it's uh I think important when that creativity strikes to drop what you are doing and follow that because it does work out well for the most part yeah um yeah (laughs) I definitely think season wise so I want to go back a little bit through your like journey of school and how that got to where you are now so let's start maybe why you wanted to go to school and then through school then your jobs now being a business owner okay well this goes back very far like when I was young I would say even it kind of got sparked in me because I had a mom who I love very much and she (laughs) working back in the day well still to this day works in accounting and I remember being younger and every day she would come home and just be like I hate my job I hate going to it like make sure you love what you do for a living and that just kind of always stayed in my mind like I don't want to come home from a job I hate and be able to live only in the evenings and weekends like I want to create my career around my life 
rather than my life around my career. Smart. And so my dad, he as grown, a five year old. <laughs> yeah, basically when I was five, I was like, okay, let's get, get to the, the drawing board, <laughs> bust out the briefcase, let's go. <laughs> Got glasses. And my dad, he had a pretty cool job. Well, he's still in it, but he um, was a location manager for films when I grew up. So basically he would go scouting all around the city. He would go to like crazy houses in the city and just be like, they knock on their door, hey, uh, we might want to use your house for a movie. Can I come take some photos? And people would just like let him in their house. <laughs> and like he would go around taking photos, which is kind of handy now because anytime I'm like, I need a place for a photo shoot. Like, I'll ask him, and he'll be like, oh, maybe here, or in this town, or wherever. He's got the whole, like, province kind of mapped out, which is cool. Not the whole province, I shouldn't say that, (laughs) but, like, near and around Winnipeg, for sure. Um, But with his job, he was working, like, 14 to 16 hours a day, I'd say, so he wasn't really around when I was growing up, never really saw him. So I had this contrast between somebody who loved their job, but didn't have a life besides it, and somebody who had a life besides it, but hated their job. And so I was very much so influenced to kind of try to combine the two of those, because I didn't, as much as I love both of them, I didn't want either of those like working like a dog and I also didn't want to hate what I did for work so actually before I went into fashion design school I was gonna go into journalism and I got rejected after doing all the like tests and stuff so it was a blessing in disguise though at the time because like two weeks after that I applied for a scholarship through the Métis Federation and they gave me a huge scholarship to go to fashion design school here. So that was awesome. And Did you have to write an essay for it? You know, not really. Like, not a huge essay. I had to do some, like, research. Okay, what kind of jobs could you actually get in this industry? Um, why do you want to do this? Like, that kind of thing, but nothing crazy intensive yeah they're very generous for sure that you got didn't get into journalism but your writing was good enough to get a huge scholarship they didn't know about the journalism part thank god just so so you know (laughs) this paper got but it just goes to show like when you're doing something that you're not only where your skills lie but also that you're passionate about it really pays off because then in fashion design school, I graduated at the top of my class and was valid Victorian. So I went from being rejected for a journalism school to top of the class. That so that was really awesome. What's the fashion school in Winnipeg called? Well, they used to do it at U of M, but they don't have that anymore. I'm not sure when they finished that course. So now they only offer it at MC College on on Wall, Wall? Street. Yeah, yeah right exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so it was a class of like 15 people, so it was small and intimate, which was nice, but it was also like, I would say two years of school crammed into one full year, so it was pretty intense, like that was my life for that year completely. Um, I just want to go back just a second, because you said that like you had to write about why you were passionate for design school. Mm-hmm. So like where did that passion come from? 
you know what I try and think about this and I try I don't know if you guys do this but look back in your life and try and make sense of things now like oh this is why this happened or this is why the trajectory of your yeah. life I find is a very interesting thing because I think in the end it kind of ends up making sense so I was telling Olivia the other day when I was younger like all over my walls I had like pictures ripped out from magazines of like fashion editorials while like my sisters had like boy band like Leonardo DiCaprio's on their wall it was just something that I was very interested in and then kind of forgot for a while or didn't think this could be a real job I think and that's when I did school and got exposed to people in the city doing it it like opened my eyes like whoa this is an actual thing that you can build a life around so that was huge for me. When I was in school, I worked for Leonard Taylor for a couple months. And then after that, I started working with Stephanie Smith from Made by Josephine. And you guys should have her on here because she is like the sweetest, coolest person. And she, I would say, was like the catalyst for me um, starting on the lurkout, basically, like starting this journey because it was something in front of my eyes solid proof like you can make a living off of this and that was yeah huge for me to be able to see that in person that's awesome i had a question about local inspirations and yeah you touched on that yeah. are there any other local inspirations um yeah we've got a ton of super talented people here like I'm obsessed with Souvenir Handmade, Ricky, who makes necklaces. I'm wearing one of hers right now. She's also in the same shop as Stephanie. There's a bunch of super cool vintage people coming up now, too. The Winona is super cool. Um, Yeah, we've got a lot of really talented people here. And a lot of really nice people, too, who do it. (laughs) All of those people are, like, the sweetest people. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, I've only been to one of the pop-up shop uh, pop-up shops mm-hmm. and I I don't know if I was just maybe living in a bubble but like you get exposed to so many local creators whether mm-hmm. it's like an apron design or like someone who's doing like old Winnipeg photos on like tea towels it's like I hadn't realized like the scene is actually way bigger yeah than yeah until you actually are exposed to it which is the same thing even when I was in fashion design school I had no idea really until near the end like whoa a lot of people are doing a lot of cool things like you guys you guys are running a podcast here like that is awesome we're trying (laughs) we're trying to run it we're trying to run we're trying to run that's for another interview so was your goal to always create fashion in winnipeg or do you want to go to toronto paris la (laughs) well you know it's so funny my mom um she went to go see a medium like a few years ago and the medium was like no, you need to tell your daughter she's got to go to Toronto. Like, if she wants to be successful, she's got to go there. And when she told me this, I was just like, ugh, I hate cities. Like, big cities. Like, I picture myself in the outskirts of a city somewhere, in the in nature, in the forest, whether that be here. I really love Vancouver Island as well. And I think one day I would like to have a brick-and-mortar shop, but where that would be, I don't know yet. 
Um, the medium said Toronto. But the medium yeah. said Toronto, so I guess that's <laughs> where I'm going. <laughs> Have you been to Toronto before? I've never been, so I actually shouldn't say that I don't. I just know personally right, yeah. when I've traveled, I like you land in the city in the airport, and I just immediately I'm like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> I can't handle it. Yeah. Yeah, I it's like being uh, away. And people don't really have nice things to say about Toronto. No, you don't really hear that much. Except Drake. Drake. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Jersey Drake. Yeah. He likes Toronto. He is holding it down for them. He's holding it down. Yeah. That man loves that city so much. Yeah. It's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> like, to a, to a degree, it's like, okay. He loves Toronto as much as people love Winnipeg, but you have to say how much you love Winnipeg all the time because people, like really beat on it and yeah. only kind of beat on Toronto so if you're like I'm super proud of Toronto you're like yeah. we don't even nobody really hates it that much but everybody hates Winnipeg you have yeah. to be you have oh. to defend Winnipeg you have I to know defend it. even when I was in BC this winter it was like I would tell somebody where I'm from and they're like oh sorry to hear that I'm like no you can't tell like if I'm telling you this I'm from here this is my hometown don't say like oh what a shithole you know like <laughs> yeah that's I take that personally <laughs> I was used to use it as like a badge of honor, like when someone would be like calling from Ohio or something, like, oh, well, how's the weather there? Like, probably worse than yours. Yeah. <laughs> We're actually like, yeah, it's way colder here. We are hardcore <laughs> here, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But it I makes actually you feel like uh, tough. Yeah. 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 yeah like, Ready for anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like very, very hot or very, very cold. Yeah. Like. I love it here in the summer, but in the winter, <laughs> I cannot handle it. That's when you're away. <laughs> That's so when I get away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or have like a full puffer jacket to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's why I finally invested in actually no, I got it from the thrift store, but it was a super nice, like long, super long jacket, super warm. But it drove me nuts because every time I got in the car, I was like, I'm in a full on sleeping bag. Like I can't drive in this. This is brutal. But at least you're warm and comfortable. I was warm, yeah, yeah. Which is that's what you gotta dress for in Winnipeg. When I saw yours, I was inspired and Were then you? got one also, but I am always late. Always late. Oh, no. And even to the bus, and you can't run into the bus in a jacket that's all the way to the ground. <laughs> your legs is like, bounce around to the side of the coat. You can't lift your knees or nothing. So yeah. I was late for school a couple of times. I was like, that's enough. You're like, it's not, jacket. Not leave not early. <laughs> not leave two minutes earlier, but... Fix your jacket. Yeah. I have a jacket that is like, it, it doesn't go super far down, but goes like close to my knees. Yeah. But it's very thin. Oh, and like, no. I spent good money on it and it's really nice. And the first day I like sat down with it zipped up and the zipper just wrecked immediately. <laughs> it was just like, Krush. I was like, oh, You're like, okay. well, yeah. keep those Christmas desserts away from me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and so I tried to fix it, didn't work. And for the past two years, I've used it every day and I just like put the like button the things oh yeah and then when i sit down it'll all just still blow up. <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah i gotta get a new jacket yeah, <laughs> yeah. so is that something that you consider when you're designing clothes is like functionality or like what are like the possible things that could go wrong with this outfit like do you account for those <laughs> oh yeah definitely there's a shirt that i have right now that are i've been making it? that i'm wearing right now actually and as you can see i'm wearing a shirt underneath it because as well as we can see yeah <laughs> as you guys can see yeah. um i guess it'll be in your picture too sure yeah so. <laughs> it's brown in case yeah. um and he was wondering if jared was like loving it yeah. he is it yeah. is brown you guys will see in the photo it, li- it matches everything it's you won't be able to colors. see me you'll just see my floating yeah. head <laughs> um but definitely functionality like this shirt 
I think a lot of people want to wear it without a shirt underneath. I think that's kind of like the style maybe, but for me, it's like, I need to wear clothes that I can do things in and that like, I'm not gonna have a nip slip or you know something like that. So definitely functionality. I want to be able to wear it. I want to be able to go adventure in it. But I also kind of want to look cute, you know. So. <laughs> it's all about balance. You got to balance you gotta exactly. Balance. Yeah. So you're talking about wanting to do a brick and mortar. Are you just going to be doing pop ups or are you going to do Etsy? What's the best way? Well, now I have a website that I made myself from Squarespace that took me approximately three weeks to make. <laughs> so now I'm going to have to, I guess, make a new one oh, no. for this brand. So if anybody wants some website practice, get up. <laughs> um, so yeah, I do online. I do Etsy, which is another kind of battle in itself because their their fees have changed over the last like year so I think it was it used to take 2.56 percent or something from each sale so that's easy enough to consider in your pricing yeah and now they take five percent and they also I think it's 2.5 percent off of your shipping cost which is absolutely crazy to me because that shipping cost isn't going into your pocket. It's paying to ship it to this person. Yeah. So I don't really understand that. They say it's to make their website better, which I've seen no change. But at the same time, it's a really good platform because I reach a lot of people that I wouldn't normally reach. Like besides Winnipeg, um, I, most of my packages go to New York. So which New is York? pretty cool. Is yeah. Wow. Lots in Brooklyn for some reason. California back like when I first started there was lots going to California one time I had to ship to uh, somewhere in Europe I want to say like the Netherlands or something and it cost me like $60 to ship it there so it's been a huge learning curve on what to price your shipping at because I definitely didn't price that at $60 so I think I off whatever I was shipping there I made like maybe 10 bucks off of it or something Mm -hmm. Um, but that's the thing with vintage clothes too, is that everything is different. So you don't have a set shipping cost because everything is different weights, different sizes. So that's been, I guess, annoying kind of <laughs> a bit if I'm being honest. But so now with making my own stuff, it'll be nicer to have more control over that kind of, that end of things. Like the constants, you'll have constants for the first time since yeah. you started your... Yeah. Like, working yeah. for yourself. And actually, doing the vintage thing is a lot more work than maybe people even see, because... Yeah, talk us through going to the thrift store. Like, so, from there yeah. to sending it to New York. Yeah, so, so you'll go to the thrift store, you'll lurk around, or whatever. You'll, <laughs> you'll, Always um, on the lurk <laughs> Yeah, you're, you go on the lurk out, and then... Uh, so whatever, you bring your stuff home, you wash your stuff, you... Um, then steam it, make it look photo-worthy, then you have to take a photo of every single piece individually, have your setup for whatever you want your photos to look like, which that is definitely, I would say, the most time-consuming aspect of it, is taking photos of each piece individually. And you take photos of yourself, so you have to, like, do a lot of, like, back and forth, Oh, yeah, which is, like, also another thing, but something I want to get away from (laughs) doing as well, but... 
that's a story for another day. Um, <laughs> well, no, we got a little bit of time. <laughs> um, we can talk about a story for another time in this podcast. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so after you're done taking photos, then you have to measure everything out, which if people follow me, they know that is like my least favorite thing to do, which maybe I should reframe it so that I can enjoy it more, but... What I've been trying to do is, okay, I'll measure things out for half an hour and then I'll go treat myself to, like, playing the guitar for 20 minutes or something just to make it more... the reward myself for doing something I don't want to do, basically, I guess. So you measure it all out and then you make all the ads. So you write a description, write all the measurements, post it online, post it on Instagram, and then you wait. <laughs> And then, yeah, you ship it out eventually. So how much time between buying it, no, between walking into the thrift store and then shipping it, like how much time have you spent on each piece? Not like, I don't mean like one week on each piece because that's not actually, but like the hours that go into each step of that. Oh gosh, the hours that go into each step? I would say like... I don't know, because usually when I'll go, I'll get maybe, let's say, 15 items or something like that. Oh, wow, that that. many, hey? So then, say I'm putting all those out at the same time, it's probably like at least four hours to do the photos, I'd say. At least three hours to do the write-ups and everything. So a while. But I think that's like the name of the game when you own your own business, is like you're not, never not, you never don't have something to do, I Mm -hmm. think. I think because the the clothing is already made, it's hard for people to understand. Yeah. Like you went people also sell their clothes on their Instagram stories for like they just hang all their stuff up at a hanger and like five bucks, five bucks, five yeah. bucks, you know, like and that seems like it would take you like no time at all, but you put so much time into yeah, getting that done. Definitely. Which um I think is another reason, honestly, why I want to start making the clothes more so. Because even I'm finding when I'm out with friends or, like, yesterday I was at my sister's birthday and it's, like, I'm so excited to get home and go work on it. Like, it's only, it's always what I want to be doing, which is such a good feeling. And it's so nice to be able to work with your hands and then at the end have something that's useful to somebody. I find that part the coolest. Like, I get to build something with my two hands, and then it goes on somebody's body. I don't know. I find that part, like, the most fulfilling, I think. With owning a business, how do you manage the balance of creativity, but also making sure that, you know, shit gets done and everything is organized and everything? Do you find it's a battle of... Like, do you have to sacrifice any of your, like, creative time to make sure that, you know, you post this or that you do these sponsored ads or something yeah oh definitely and I have battled with um the whole like social media aspect of it because that's not I like creating the content but I don't then like to sit there and like make a caption for it and then put it on Instagram like I just that part I'm not super huge on but it's so necessary um for this kind of Hustle. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, 
Well, not having like a brick and mortar. You have to. That's your only yeah. connection to the outside yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. That's your only marketing, basically. And we're so fortunate in this day and age to have that because it's free. It's completely free marketing, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of business side things. And I tell Olivia because I'm very much so the type that's... I like I like to be creative more than anything else. Like I'm not uh, I'm not an A type person. <laughs> I'm not somebody that's like I'm gonna sit down and do my taxes on time. And, which is something over the last year I've definitely been getting better at. But it's been a huge learning curve for me because that whole I would say more so the professional business side of things is where I have had to learn the most. Not something that does not come naturally to me. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I was like asking that question because it's, there's like a, a weird balance of it. And like some people, like you, you see them put so much into the business that you could see it suffer in the creativity side of things. Mm-hmm. So I always find it's like a cool, like balancing act. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would like love to one day have a business partner that is completely opposite me in that way and just wants to do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That is like my dream but it's good in the meantime because i have had to learn a lot i've been forced to have to learn a lot and it'll probably so. make you a better business partner actually knowing the work yeah, that goes into what they definitely. do yeah definitely learning it all <clears throat> oh well i've got one more question sure do you have your i question? can go forever <laughs> <laughs> whoa humble brag um <laughs> uh i forgot what my question was oh <laughs> no wait no okay okay in five years Okay. Oh, where do you see the brand? Okay, well, this is an interesting question because when I was trying to think of the name for the company, there were certain things that were coming up that I felt like suited me now, but might not five years from now. So that is something that I'm really looking... I want to be able to grow into it. I want it to be something that I can grow with. But five years from now, I see myself (laughs) um, living by the water somewhere and having a studio and just making clothes and hanging out with my dog in my studio. And as for the brand... How successful do you want it to get? Like, where do you want... Like, what that's is the level I've of also, success in five yeah, years? Yeah, that's also something that I've been thinking. I think that my personality type is some... I would want to keep it smaller. Like, I don't want to get into manufacturing and that kind of thing. Investors, like, I'm not interested in any of that, really. Like, I would like to always have my hands in it. And whether that means five years from now, having a business partner that can handle the other end of things that I don't want to handle, like maybe some sewers working for me, that kind of thing, but I definitely see it staying relatively smaller for the rest of its days, I think. So for the brand moving forward, like what what is your like motto or like what is your guiding principles as to like why you're doing this and like why yours is different than other ones your mission statement your mission statement that's my what I mission mean. statement well all the clothes are made from sustainably sourced fabric so whether i find it 
off Kijiji or off of from my grandma or from the thrift store. Everything is made from fabric that is already produced and um, so definitely my mission behind it is a sustainable brand and trying to in a small way do my part for our natural world I think because that's definitely where I feel most at home um, but the other day uh, my friend Billy said the term craft your freedom and I really like that because it's like what I think I'm doing this for is in a selfish way my own freedom you know being my own boss being able to have my own be able to travel when I want kind of like I said earlier create my career around my life um, but I really like that like craft your freedom because like I said earlier too getting to work with your hands I feel like I'm a craftsman almost <laughs> like so I don't have a mission, a set mission statement yet, but definitely the sustainability is very, very important to me. Those are huge values too. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks. <laughs> I think that was such a beautiful, full circle way to end the interview. That's good. <laughs> I think we're gonna do it. That's it, good. It, it never happens this smooth. No? Yeah, this is beautiful. Okay. Um, do you do you want to get in on our outro? Yeah. Yes. I, I want to try to. Oh, Chelsea yeah. loves this game. Probably I we've should... never played it. Uh, oh, okay. Well, maybe I we have played games. the game. So we're gonna say something all together, okay. but we're not gonna tell you what you're we're saying. I'm we'll supposed say to look at your enough. faces. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll go slow enough that we can all do it together. Yeah, it's our sign off. Okay. okay. Thank you for modeling deep with us on paper cut. Podcast. Podcast. Thanks. Thanks. Thumbs up. We're all doing the thumbs.